Hi, I'm Marty Croft, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. We are back once again with episode 601 of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this is the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on episode 601, we're going to bypass having our... Normal weekly show, because we're on Sundays is our usual day that we release our shows. But here we are, middle of the week, and we have an episode coming your way. Why, you ask? Because CroftCon is coming up. And with that, we have had almost all of the guests who are going to be at CroftCon here on On Screen and Beyond. But we have one more before CroftCon coming up this Saturday, May 21st. At the Orinda Theater in Orinda, California, CroftCon celebrates the works of Sid and Marty Croft, which ranges from H.R. Puff and stuff all the way to Pryor's Place with Richard Pryor and the Bay City Rollers show and Donnie and Marie and Barbara Mandrell and uh, Land of the Lost and just so many other shows. And they will be celebrating them with Sid and Marty. They will both be there along with some of the stars from Land of the Lost, Lidsville, H.R. Uh, Puffin stuff, The Bugaloos, and uh, just on and on. It's going to be a, so much fun. And also Christopher Knight, who was uh, just our guest this past Sunday. And Christopher's going to be there. And uh, some people say, well, why him? He was in the Brady Bunch. Well, he was also in the Brady Bunch Variety Hour, which was produced by Sid and Marty Croft. And if you want to listen to that episode, or if you want to listen to the one with Butch Patrick, or with Wesley Ure, or Kathy Coleman from Land of Lost, or, uh, you know, just all the guests we've had, Sharon Baird, who was in almost all the Sid and Marty Croft shows, uh, just go to On Screen and Beyond, or go to your podcasts, uh, you know, where you get your podcast. Type in On Screen and Beyond. You can get it on Apple Podcasts. You can get it on, uh, just tell Alexa. Say, Alexa, play On Screen and Beyond podcast, and it will come up. And you can go and listen to all the episodes. We have over 601 guests who have been on the show and we've had 601 episodes with this one. And every one of the guests we've had has been so amazing. People you have seen uh, in TV shows, in movies, uh, all your life, growing up as a kid or hearing about those shows, uh, you know, nowadays. And also musicians from some amazing groups that, uh, you know, it's just, uh, you just... I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just can't, you know, tell you so many people we've had here. We appreciate all of them taking time to talk to us and hope you enjoy those, but look back into our rerun section because there are just so many guests and, um, you know, from Robert Wagner and Bob Barker 
Bruce Dern. Uh, it just goes on and on. So check it out and tell a friend about On Screen to Beyond. Vote for us every day. You can do that at podcastmagazine.com and uh, go to the Hot 50. And we have uh, recently, last month, we broke into the top 10 by coming in at number nine. So if you continue to help support us by keeping us up on the charts, maybe get into the top five, who knows? But uh, we could uh, appreciate that uh, you would do that for us. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. But, what do you say? It is time to get into our interview with this week's guest. This week's guest is none other than Marty Croft himself. That's right. We had Sid on uh, last two weeks ago, and now we have Marty joining us. Uh, it's, uh, it's such a thrill to have him joining us and talk about the things he's done over the years. It is time. Marty Croft, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, we step into the magical world of an Emmy Award winner who has given us decades of TV shows and movies. His programs include H.R. Puffin Stuff, Sigmund and the Sea Monsters, The Bugaloos, Pryor's Place, Mutt and Stuff, Donnie and Marie, Lidsville, The Brady Bunch, Variety Hour, Land of the Lost, and so many others. And on Saturday, May 21st, he will be at CroftCon at the Orinda Theater in Orinda, California. It's Marty Croft. Marty, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Hey, I'm glad to be here. But you left out two big shows. Which one? There were so many others I could have said. <laughs> oh, listen, we the first prime show we did for ABC wound up being number one on Friday night, Donnie and Marie. Yes, yeah. And Barbara Mandrell and the Mandrell Sisters on NBC. Yeah. And, and, and Patty LaBelle on NBC. Yes. Yeah. And that's all I'm giving you. <laughs> well, since you brought it up, Marty, I, I wanted to ask you about that. I mean, everybody knows H.R. Puff and stuff and the Bugaloos. And, you know, we all knew that that's what uh, we grew up with. But you guys did so much more. Uh, you know, uh, you did Pryor's Place with Richard Pryor. And uh, why was there a reason why you started moving into that type of variety shows and things? Well, actually, Richard Pryor was. I got him to do a kids show, so that was uh, that was not easy. Mm-hmm. He was not easy, but he was worth it. Yeah. I know. Every night he called me at home, not about the show. I guess he was lonely. But, uh, yeah, we had them for 15 episodes, and that was definitely a trip. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> we all, You know, we always had stars, and I always got stars to be in our shows. You know, Faro Space Nuts, I had Bob Denver from Gilligan's Island, you know, yes. Jim Neighbors, and, you know, just Charles Nelson Riley, mm-hmm. Martha Ray. Yeah. Ruth, I had Ruth Bussey. Yeah. 
Yeah, Ruth Buzzy was on you on one of your shows. With uh, yeah, with that's right. She was on Lost Salsa with Jim Neighbors. Yes, yes. It's it's incredible the amount of people that you stars that you worked with. Well, you know, of course, with the variety shows, when we did Barbara Mandrell, we did the first country show, actually, to, with country music for the entire country. It was all regional until then. So we had we had every major country star at that time, from Kenny Rogers to Dolly Parton, Alabama, and on and on. Jeez. Bob Hope, Roy Rogers, and Dale Evans. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So we had, you know, of course, before that, before we did Puck and stuff, you know, we were around. We started on the Dean Martin series for NBC for the first season. So we were getting equal billing with all the major stars the Croft Puppets, and, you know, so a lot of people don't know what we did. Yeah, You know, we worked for Continental Airlines, for Buick, you know. Really? The Continental Airlines, we came up with the slogan, Proud Birds with a Golden Tail, which is famous. So, no, we we also created Chuck E. Cheese. You did? See, I didn't know that. (laughs) So the guy that founded it, he offered us a piece of the action, or a hundred thousand. I said to myself, "This thing is not going to work." I took the hundred thousand. Wow, huh? That's incredible. You guys just amaze me. I mean, it's just incredible the 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 scope of the things you did. You know, not just kids shows. It was, and I was a big fan of the Barbara Mandrell and the Mandrell Sisters show. That that was a, that was a good show. Oh yeah, we we they all co- they cost a million dollars an episode. We did 34 hours. Yeah, that was that show was very popular. Yeah. yeah. Now, were were you guys really involved a lot on the set, or were you more behind the scenes? Oh no, we were hands on. Mm-hmm. I was there while we shot, while we edited, while we sweetened it. No, I was there 100 percent of the time on all our shows. Wow. We were hands on. Yeah, and uh, you know the one time we weren't hands on, we failed. That was with the Land Lost movie ten years ago. Ah, oh, okay. So, but yeah. there's you know there's something else coming. We're still coming. We're still doing it. I got a next generation of Crofts, three daughters. One of them, Diana, runs you know runs the company from the office and also is a great producer. So. Huh. We got it coming from all all ways. Wow! Huh? So that that's it's it's really something that. I, so, did you always have an interest in in TV and television and movies and all that when you were growing up? Uh, well, you know, I was involved when I was a kid. I, I'm eight years younger than my brother, mm-hmm. so you know, when he was out in Europe with his puppet act, I was working. At 13, 14, and 15 was with my puppet act. So I played clubs, you know, up in Canada, Montreal, the Borscht Belt, in the Casco Mountains. So, you know, we we were around show business our whole lives. So, you know, we went from the act to, you know, producing a show called Les Poupées de Paris, Mm -hmm. which was like the Lido in Paris. So it was wooden boobs, and they were, you know, it was like the Lido. 
and said they were they were not real. <laughs> so we we played to millions of people with that, and then you know one one thing led us to another. Yeah. yeah. Now Hannah Barbera, Joe Barbera came to me and said, "Look, I got something I don't know how to do." And he said, "Well, I said, what is it?" He said, "Well, we're calling something the banana splits." So we got involved with the banana splits before puffing stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you you created the, those characters for them. Is that how it were? You well, already we built made, them. Yeah, made them. I directed a number of them, and then uh, as we were building them, the president of Kellogg's, Coca Cola, and NBC would come to our show business factory. And one day, the head of NBC whispered in my ear, why don't you come up with your own show? So we had a character at the World's Fair called Luther, and that was for the Coca-Cola company. And that was the character that turned out being Puff and stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so we, you know, look, we were... Then, of course, we built... We had our own park in Atlanta, the world of Sid and Marty Croft. It didn't work, and... Uh, we, it was like the eighth wonder of the world, though. But there was all kinds of obstacles. So that we did. We were, we were open for less than a year. The first amusement park under a roof in the middle of a city. Okay. And that was at the Omni. And now, usually when you fail, you never see anything again. But now I have to look at our park every day. Because it's now the headquarters of CNN. Right, yes. Huh. Yeah. Now, a couple other shows that some people may not know that you did um, were uh, the Bay City Rollers. They, right. You you did a show with them. Uh, now, did one of the studios approach you to do a show with them, or did you decide you wanted to do a show with them? Or uh, We usually went after these people ourselves, and then we sold them to the network, okay. the license. So the Bay City Rollers was in a show called Actually the Croft Superstar Hour mm -hmm. on NBC. So, yeah, I went to Switzerland. They were there skiing, and I got them there. And that was a trip. <laughs> they spoke with accents that nobody could understand. To tell you the truth, Fred Silverman, who's the head of all three networks at one time, called me into his office. He said, I'm going to do you a favor. I said, what's that? I'm going to cancel the Bay City Rollers. <laughs> so that's what happened there. Wow. Huh. Well, they were really big. At, I mean, when they first burst onto the scene, they, they were... Yeah, right you know, after the Beatles. Right, the new Beatles, everybody was saying. But, right. uh, but and the they, problem was they had one hit Saturday night. Right, yeah. And, uh, and they were nothing but trouble. Oh, and, really? Uh, oh, yeah. You know, that, oh, yeah. Well, well, listen, you know, when you do all these shows, all kinds of things happen. Hmm. Yeah. But, but we got through it. Yeah. And, and and you also worked with uh, uh, Bobby Vinton, correct? I did the Bobby Vinton Rock and Rollers. He was great. We had big stars on that show. Mm -hmm. The CBS was a pilot. And uh, we got a big rating. But the head of CBS at the time didn't like Bobby Vinton. Oh. And we got a major rating. He never picked it up. Yeah. So that's what happens in our business. Yeah. Yeah. They're dependent on other people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's funny because you know myself uh, or the 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 general population that watches shows, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes and we see a show and we say, "Oh, this is good." And then all of a sudden they cancel it. And it's like, "Why did they cancel it?" <laughs> you know? 
Well, usually <clears throat> it's the ratings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the ratings are very strange. The Nielsen ratings. How many homes do you think they have hooked up with the Nielsen ratings in Los Angeles? What would you guess? I have no... A, a million? Oh, yeah. Right. How about 12? Really? And that's how they get the ratings. So that's how everybody spends their advertising dollars. Huh. 12 homes. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> Mind blower, I know. Jeez. Yeah. And now well, you... it's better than streaming. You don't know what the hell they're doing. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. You There's know. nothing. Yeah. They don't, they don't give that information out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, and and you mentioned Patty Labelle. You did the show with Patty Labelle. That uh, that had some big stars on it too, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, Cindy Lauper, Luther Vandross, yeah. uh, Amy, Amy Grant. Yes, Amy Grant. But, but uh, yeah, I hooked up Cindy Lauper with Patty Labelle. So when Patty Labelle was at the Greek Theater, I got the two of them on stage, which is a, a great night. Hmm. Now, is there anybody that you? Wished you had gotten onto these any of these shows or done a show with with any of these people. You know, to tell you the truth, I don't even, I can't even think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, you know, that someone will always ask me, do you idolize anybody? Do you have somebody that you look up to? You know, I guess I never did. Yep. So mm-hmm. we got them as we went along. Yeah. But I did pretty good getting names. Yeah, I guess you did. That's for sure. <laughs> you know, and of course, because of the kind of shows we did, they liked coming to work with us. Yeah, and with then you also did movies, and uh, you also got some big stars on there. Middle Age Crazy. You had Anne Margaret and Bruce Dern, correct? That's right. That was a good movie. Yeah, we shot that in Canada and Dallas, and we didn't even have a big budget. But that movie was ultimately distributed by Fox. So, you know, let me tell you, to get anything made in our business is not easy. I can imagine, geez. No matter who you are. Through the years, I mean, this started, you started, you know, puffing st- stuff back in, what was that, the, the 60s or 70s? 69. okay. So, uh, you know, it seems like every decade you have given us shows that uh, people love and one of the ones that uh, I enjoyed, you know, I don't know if everybody else did, but uh, DC Follies, that was a little bit different. Yeah, that was our political show. Mm-hmm. Bar yeah. across the street from the White House and, uh, you know, so that was, that worked. It was the only syndicated show we did. So that one, that one worked okay. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, look, our batting average is pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The 20 now, pilots it, is in our it, career, we got 18 on the air and 16 were hits. That's better than Joe DiMaggio's batting average. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Very true. And by the way, I knew Joe DiMaggio. Really? Wow. I was 14, yeah. Uh-huh. Just to walk him to the ballpark in the Bronx. At 14, you must have been idolizing him because, I mean, you know, he was... Actually, I was a Red Sox fan. I idolized Ted Williams. Oh, really? (laughs) And then I ultimately, I went down in a yacht. We were at the Fontainebleau, Miami, with Judy Garland, and Sinatra was following us in. And he said, you want to take a ride? 
down to the Keys. I'm going to see Ted Williams. I said, are you kidding me? So that's, and I bonded with Ted Williams then. Huh. But I never saw him again. Yeah. Now, now wait a minute. you you got to tell me, explain this. You were from the Bronx, you said, right? Oh, I lived there for like eight years. Yeah, so how... I was born what, in Montreal, lived in Maine, Old Orchard Beach, for a few oh. years I moved to Providence, and then to the Bronx. Yeah, but but how... My major in college was survival. <laughs> but how could you be a Red Sox fan if you were living in New York? That's that's dangerous. <laughs> I don't know. It was worse. I used to go to Yankee Stadium every day. Wow. Oh, yeah. When I was 14, I was making $300 a week. I had all kinds of things going. Holy cow. But the way I got to know the ball players, across the street from where we lived, which was right, right near Yankee Stadium, the guy was building a drugstore with a lunch counter. So the ball players, all the visiting team stayed at this Grand Concourse Hotel. So I used to call, they used to call down to the, to the drugstore, and I used to bring them food. So I knew just about every ball player that was on a visiting team. So once in a while, Joe DiMaggio stayed there. And one day I, I met him a few times, and I asked him if I could walk him to the ballpark, four blocks. So I did that about ten times. Hmm. Wow. I got to know him. He was a quiet guy. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, was he with Maryland, dating Marilyn Monroe I at that he was Marilyn Monroe then. He, yeah, wow. You know, I'm not sure. This was in like 19, was around 1953 to 56. Mm-hmm. I think so. I'm not, you know, I don't have that together. Someone else asked me that. Wow. Now, was Mickey Mantle playing at that time for the Yankees? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw him a lot. And uh, I didn't really know him. Mm-hmm. But I knew all the players. Yeah, I used to go in the ballpark for batting practice, and I would, I would, I would take my glove, and I would be out in left field, catching the foul balls. I think at one point I had 50, 50 baseballs from Yankee Stadium. Boy, <laughs> if you had those now, you could sell them, Marty. <laughs> Oh, well, my mother threw them all away. I know. It's like, oh, why? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, it's almost like my shows. I should have kept all the sets, the boom, boom, from Puff and stuff. Mm-hmm. I probably threw away two, three million dollars worth of stuff. I know. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. Well, speaking of that, at CroftCon, the boom, boom is going to be there, or a a, a replica of it. Uh, That's I don't right know. Here. Did you know that? Yeah, I, I heard from your brother. Yes. By the way, your brother's, now that I got to know him, I really like your brother. Good guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he, he's a go-getter, that's for sure. <laughs> I, listen, he got that theater. I, I know. Think I, was, I think he's bored with what he's doing. <laughs> he likes I told him, if we this Croft Con works, that's why I did it with him. I will take it on the road. Oh, that would be great. And then in Broadway theaters yeah. around the country. Yeah. I got Jimmy Needlander and his company to probably to be behind it. Hmm. So they may be coming up there to see Croft Con, where your brother is. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens. 
Yeah, it's uh, it, I mean, it's it's just so much stuff that's going to be going on. They've got they've got costume characters there. They're going to have a uh, costume contest for people people to get involved with, and it, it well, sounds I'm like good. it's going to be. I'm bringing a surprise. Oh, you are? I'll tell you. I'm bringing pops and stuff. Oh, great. People are going to love that. Jeez. So is it the original costume? Well, we got the, the one we use. Right, yeah. I'm, I'm sure there were multiples. but 1969. Wow. Oh. You know, it's a damn close. So as far as CroftCon... Uh, you know, you've got these little surprises coming up and everything. Uh, uh, so, are, are people going to be able to to talk with you, or will you be on Absolutely. stage? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be there. You know, Saturday, we'll, I'll be there all day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk to. We'll talk to everybody. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are going to be are, are excited. They're coming you from know, all over the country. For the first time, two weeks ago, we sold. I remember stuff, memorabilia, and what a lot of interesting stuff, which we never did before, which is unusual. So we, we're going to have that up there too, and uh, we got some of the stars from our original shows: Land of Lost, Sigmund, you know, Puff and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we got we got some visibility there. Yeah. I- you know, Butch Patrick is going to be there. Wesley Yore, uh Kathy Coleman, Johnny Whitaker, uh, Sharon Baird is going to be there. She was in almost every show you did, right? Oh, and she also was in the Mickey Mouse Club. Yes, yes. I I, I interviewed her a couple weeks ago, and uh, she's fascinating to listen to her. Well, it's it's just going to be a fantastic time for everybody who can make it on Saturday. Uh, May 21st at the Orinda Theater in Orinda, California. CroftCon, you don't want to miss Only it. Only 15 minutes from San Francisco. Yeah, just hop on the BART. It takes you right to it, the, the, the BART station. 12 minutes from Walnut Creek. Yes, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, Marty, Two I'd like... hours Third World War. <laughs> <laughs> Marty, I want to finish up with one final question. And it, it, it'll... Take us well. Actually, I'm gonna ask you too. But, <laughs> but uh, first, I'll ask this one: uh, Do you have any projects that uh, you have going on that you can tell us about? Or, you know, there's two big ones, but I haven't been talking about them. You'll have to wait. Okay. No, I understand that happens a lot. One of them's at Disney. Oh, really? Wow. And the other one is in another big place. Yeah. Wow. So, painful to make those deals. Mm, I am sure. It must be crazy. It's, uh... I'll leave you with one story. Okay, great. I was in Lausanne, Switzerland with friends of mine, Anne Hayward, who made the movie The Fox and her husband. And I was having dinner, and they said, well, we invited somebody to come over. So who walks over? Charlie Chaplin. Wow. So I had dinner with Charlie Chaplin, and the story is real quick. You know, I said, well, boy, it's great where you live. You're, you're 30 minutes from everything. And he said, yeah, including the Third World War. <laughs> so that was his statement. Wow. So, yeah, that was a trip. Yeah. Huh. Well, my final question, Marty, is when you sit back and relax, what's your favorite TV shows now and of the past? And what's your oh, favorite that's movies? A bad I'm the worst at that. 
<laughs> yes. I'm a news junkie. News, okay, that's 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 a show. Oh yeah, CNN, MSNBC, and uh, you know I don't watch Fox, but mm-hmm. I just I, don't know, I got hooked on the other two. Fortunately, there's less going on now, which is not true, <laughs> and uh, you know, I don't watch a lot of television. Yeah. What about movies? Do you have a favorite movie? Uh, yeah, Gone with the Wind. Oh, classic, yeah. Hey, yeah. kidding. No, you know what? I, that's not me. We've never looked at anything to create a show, and I really, you know, I don't like sitcoms. Mm-hmm. You know, so if they're funny, I like them. I liked All in the Family. Yeah. You know, I like two sitcoms. You know, so... I like Larry David. In fact, I, I'm at CBS Radford where we have Seinfeld's offices. So I got Larry David's office. My daughter has Seinfeld, hmm. among a few others. So, you know, show up at work every day, and that's my life. Yeah. Wow. Well, Marty, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to talk with us, and uh, I hope you have a great time at CroftCon Saturday. Uh, uh, on uh, Orinda Theater in Orinda, California, and um, I thank you so much. Thanks. Good luck. There you have it. Another creative artist from the world of Sid and Marty Croft, Marty Croft himself, right here on On Screen and Beyond. I want to thank him so much for joining us and sharing some of his wisdom and his uh, stories with us, and we appreciate it so much. I hope you enjoyed that, and be sure to catch him in person, and you can get to meet him at CroftCon at the Orinda Theater in Orinda, California, on Saturday, May 21st. That's this coming Saturday, so get ready for that. Sid's also going to be there. Marty will be there. And a whole bunch of the actors from the shows that they did will be there. And it's going to be a costume contest. There is uh, some of the shows will be being shown. Uh, the movie HR uh, or Puff, Puff and Stuff, rather. It's called not HR Puff and Stuff, but uh, Puff and Stuff. That will be shown. And there'll be talks by the people, the artists, the, the, the you know, just the people that were involved with the show. Uh, it's just, it's just going to be so much fun. So if you are in the Bay Area, San Francisco, in near Orinda, California, be sure to get out there. Take the bar. It takes you right to the station is right across the, the you know, the road from uh, the theater. It's right there. So it's not far. I've done it many times. I've taken the bar to there, walked across and I'm right there at the theater. So, and it's a beautiful theater that's, you know, from, I don't know if it was in the 40s or whatever that it was built, but uh, it's uh, just incredible. Yeah, so uh, just go have a great time because it's it's going to be so much fun. And that's it. That is our last guest from CroftCon. And we hope uh, you've enjoyed those uh, interviews that we've had with them. And uh, we might take a break next week. I don't know. It's been <laughs> we've had so many that it's time that I get take a break. I think, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But we will be coming back with more episodes of On Screen and Beyond with the incredible guests coming your way. And we hope you'll keep telling friends about it and uh, get the word out about On Screen and Beyond. Keep us, uh, you know, in their minds and uh, go back and listen to all the people we've had. 
Do us a favor, everybody, if everybody would just go and download every episode of On Screen and Beyond, our our ratings would just be right through the roof, and we would have so many episodes because we have, uh, as you know, I have been putting them, the old ones, back up, and uh, I'm almost there. I'm, you know, working on the last, say, hundred uh, that we're behind on that we're getting up. So uh, we will be uh, getting those all up for you, and uh, we hope that you'll be listening to those. And be sure, uh, then I will start working on the website to update that, get that up to updated. Then we will just be doing our regular Sunday shows, and we can get, you know, <laughs> slow things down, take a little break, and uh, not have to do uh, things every single day. But uh, we will continue to get more yes here. So we thank you for that, for listening, and we hope you continue. And that's it. That is a wrap for another episode of On Screen and Beyond. So until next time, when do we once again take you on screen and beyond? I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.